fuck this script. Can we just do an intro without one? Yeah, fuck it. Roll the track. Welcome back to Authorized Antics. I am Taylor. And I'm Hannah. How are we doing? (laughs) Just first and foremost, how are we doing? It's the new year. This episode is the first episode of 2022. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Right? I think so. I think so. My brain is fried. (laughs) Correct. Mine too. I just want to set the scene for everyone in case we don't post an IGTV. We might. But um, (laughs) Taylor and I really love you guys because I'm recording this from a bathroom and Taylor is recording this from what I hope is her brother's room because there is a hunting sign and (laughs) multiple Patriots signs above her. So we are here today for you guys. The setup is not ideal. It's rough. It's winter break. But these are also some of the rooms that this episode first took place in. Growth, baby. Full circle moment. Yeah, very true. But back to what you're all here for. We, we are coming at you with an episode with a concept that you have absolutely heard of, if you're a human being, and you've absolutely suffered from. I wasn't going to say go through. You've suffered from this because the exact thing that we're talking about today is the chase. And let me tell you, it doesn't always come easy and it is not something that Hannah and I have gone through that we look back at and are like proud of or like excited that we've gone through. We're not excited to share this. (laughs) But we know this concept affects a lot of people and destroys a lot of relationships. So we're going to jump right into it because basically a few like months back, I was in my office where I work and my friend came in and just kind of like sat me and my friend down and started telling us a story that she kind of just experienced over the weekend, like the night before. And it was just like a first date story. It was like really cute. And it was like nice to kind of hear about this new guy. But then she kind of started going into the story and the way that she left this guy was number one with like the ick. And then number two with the whole concept of like, Up until, like, she got the ick, which I'll explain why, it was perfect. It was a great date, and she said it herself. She's like, this was honestly one of the best first dates anyone has ever took me on. She left it feeling satisfied and usually leaves things with guys feeling unsatisfied, and that then brings out the chase for a lot of women. And basically, before I kind of get into this story, I know we've talked about the ick before, and then kind of we're talking about the chase today, but kind of like understand that they're sort of closely related because a lot of situations I find myself in are if I don't get the ick right away that's usually when I start chasing and am waiting for it or like waiting to find it if I don't if I don't recognize it on the first go around right our minds are always aligned I wrote my last note is you can almost always get the ick yeah. when when involved in the chase and the fact that you're talking about the ick is so funny to me I know we always do this we always prepare ahead of time but like really really briefly like 
yeah. explain what we prepared. So usually kind of things cross paths. So kind of keep yeah. that in mind as you're listening to all this, because some of you are like, how do you even get the chase? Like, where does it even come from? It comes from a lot of things, but the ick is probably one of the biggest ones I've seen and the ones I've experienced. Yeah. And so kind of like a brief back background of this date, um, my friend was at a football game and it was like that big army versus navy football game and she has some friends that have boyfriends who are like army guys and you know that side of you know things and she had met this guy at the football game and he had lived a bit upstate from the city where we go to school and he was gonna uh, take the train into the city and like take her out for a date and she was like sure like pick a pick a weekend pick a day and you know i'm down so I think they went out on like a Friday or Saturday, just, you know, like a nice day sort of thing. And she said she had the best time. They just did really simple, cute, like datey stuff. Like they went to lunch and then they grabbed coffee and then like kind of she showed him around a little bit like the city. And then, you know, he's saying all the right things. He's he's from the South. He's such like a Southern charming kind of guy. Like he's literally perfect. Like there's nothing wrong with him. Super handsome. But she said, like, the whole date, she was just waiting for something to kind of, like, scratch her brain the wrong way. Something to almost, like, pick out to where she was, like, feeling uncomfortable or, like, kind of got that ick. She only got it at the end because it was that weird sort of thing where he was about to take a taxi back to the train station and go back upstate. And she was, like at school like he walked her back to school and they weren't sure if they were going to kiss because it was like broad daylight and it like you know it wasn't the setting and they did kiss and she felt like she got the ick from that because of the way it went down but she basically just like other than that felt like leaving the date felt satisfied she was like this was the best date ever why am I not like happy like why am I not willing to really see him again or hang out with him again and she didn't leave the date feeling like he wasn't going to text her, like they weren't going to hang out again because he fully like set a date and a time for their second date. Like it was very mature, very cute. And she's like, I, it's just the chase. Like I didn't get adrenaline from just having a normal yeah. daytime date. I, there was just nothing that left me feeling like, well, are we going to see each other again? Is he going to ghost me? Is he not like that, that exciting kind of like adrenaline rush of I don't knows didn't come to her. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's almost like we just as humans want something to fix. Like, and there was nothing wrong with that guy. So it's like, oh, it's just too easy. Like it could just be this way and I don't have to, to fix anything about him. I don't have to even try yeah. So then it's sort of like, okay, you had one day and then there's no buildup. Like it's, that's just how it's going to be. Like they could easily just get together, go on more dates and it would be fine. But it's this like, people want the roller coaster of like, okay, that was shitty, but I'm going to like turn it around. I'm going to make it better. Or like, they don't want me. I'm going to make them want me. Like we want a challenge. We want something. Exactly. And she didn't get that like challenge it was just so easy for her and the reason why I kind of like bring up this story is because I got the idea for like this episode from it because of how relatable that is for so many people like and it sucks on the guy's end I'm sure but 
this is why guys like nice guys don't win sometimes it's, yeah. it's the chase that just keeps us kind of like wanting more and wanting to fix something and from an outsider's perspective I feel like that is just the most pen to paper example I could kind of lay out for anyone that is like okay like why do you get the ch- like what is this about that yeah. I feel like it just hits the nail on the head yeah that reminds me of this we used to be like kind of close friends this guy and I and whenever I wasn't in a relationship he immediately was like let's make dinner together let's <laughs> go, let's go watch the sunset together like all these really cute ideas and was always super nice to me and I wasn't physically attracted to him but even if I was physically attracted to him I don't think I would have pursued it because it was just too easy like I didn't even have to try it was just like he was ready available whenever I chose sort of thing and which sounds so rude but I'm just gonna say it how it is yeah exactly it's like you didn't have to do anything get him to pursue you and for a lot of like women that are probably more mature and like (laughs) been through this more times than we have are like that's all we want like we don't want to have to try but I think with us and like being so young in our 20s it is just so much more exciting and it's just I feel like kind of like with the chase too it's kind of like a teenager-esque like type it's almost like it's almost like a toxic love story of like I don't want this to be an easy start like I want us to go through a bunch of stuff and then finally through all the odds we make it out together like you want it to be a back and forth of we defied all the odds yeah and now we're together okay so the first thing that came to my mind when we decided on this episode is the show how i met your mother and i could literally relate any life scenario to an episode of how i met your mother it's my favorite (laughs) show of all time but even if you haven't seen it i still recommend watching the episode i'm about to tell you about So I looked it up for all of you because I firmly believe you should watch it. (laughs) And it is season five, episode 16 of How I Met Your Mother. And I think it's called Hooked. But (laughs) the whole episode is about, it starts with one person who wants another person, but they are leaving them on the hook, which means they are showing them just enough attention to where the door is slightly cracked and so it's not a firm no it's never a firm like no I don't want you it's always just enough like I want you but not right now that's what they say throughout the whole episode so you're like okay but someday you'll want me and they and you leave them on the hook and throughout the episode it's like each person is leaving someone else on the hook and so it's like this chain of like everyone is leaving someone on the hook like everyone has a backup option because they know that person will always just automatically want them and like they don't have to try so there used to be this guy who I was friends with in high school but kind of like throughout high school and then a little after even though he had a girlfriend he would always kind of like be waiting for me sort of thing even if I was in a relationship or like just simply didn't want him but I would sort of like talk to him and flirt with him like when I was single and in my head, it was never really going to go anywhere. And one day, like this was years ago, but one day he literally told me, he's like, I'm getting off your hook now. Like I'm no longer letting myself be available to you because (gasps) 
you we would always watch like how i met your mother and he said that so i knew the reference and i was just like oh fuck like see ya. Oh. <laughs> but he wow. like knew like he was aware he was like oh my god like it's practically the same thing of like i don't really like this term but it's kind of like being a simp like when you're on someone's hook it's yeah. like you're always yeah when ready you're yeah to be with them yeah when you're the one on the hook and not placing someone on the hook yes yeah no I feel like that yeah. is the because as I'm hearing you explain this episode and then this like interaction with the guy was like well what's like the opposite like what if like because in my <laughs> like experience that I'll talk about later on in the episode I feel like I've been the hook like I've been the one placed on the hook where yeah. I'm the simp and I can't like yeah. close the door myself I'm just like peeking around it saying hey are you available today yeah yeah, no it's a simp simp. yeah that's kind of what I want to talk about for most of this because I feel like it would be really easy to come on here and be like yeah we place guys on our hook and like we want them to chase us but it's kind of more valuable to talk about when we are like waiting around for someone because everyone does that and no one really talks about that side of things because no one wants to admit like yeah I'm I'm a simp for that person like I'll do anything for them like just tell me when like no one wants to say that it's embarrassing and I think like girls as like a population who do like experience the chase we get that and we get that it's embarrassing to be a simp for somebody so we try to kind of like revert the narrative and also chase them while kind of doing things with other guys and that makes us I mean in my own experience it makes me feel better that I'm not just hooked on this guy but when yeah. it comes down to it it's him <laughs> you'll be there yep, I will. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about this guy who I think the best way to sum up like what he is in terms of like my lifetime <laughs> is when I think back to high school, besides kind of like my boyfriend now, this guy I'm about to talk about is my high school experience. Like this mm-hmm. guy is it. It which, is high school. Yeah. <laughs> but I do want to say before I begin that a lot of times on this podcast, when I'm talking about people or situations, I'm still pissed about it and I'm still fired up and it still gets to me. But I can genuinely say that when I talk about this guy, it does not affect me and if I told like 17 year old Hannah that she would be like fuck off like I'm in love with him you don't know shit (laughs) like so I just want to say that because I know probably everyone listening is in some sort of chasing relationship right speak for yourself bitch (laughs) yeah I'm talking like to Taylor and the audience (laughs) most mostly just Taylor (laughs) and you're probably like no, you don't understand. I'm never going to get over this person. Someday, it may take years, but someday you're going to be like, yeah, I'm not affected by this and I have no emotions towards it. So that's going to be so relieving. So I'm yeah. so happy to hear that. That's where you're at. <laughs> You're like, I'm so fucking happy for you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like that. I don't know if you guys are like into euphoria, but it's like that um Cassie segment of her preview she's like I've never been happier with (laughs) streaming down her face like in an absolute psychotic manic episode yeah okay sorry Tay (laughs) Taylor's like I wish I could get over it (laughs) so pretty much whenever I was in a relationship in high school or talking to someone else we always kept each other like as our backups when 
he was in a relationship. I was his backup. And I was thinking back to how bad it was. <laughs> and he's a year younger. And when he was a sophomore, he was dating like the senior girl. And then I was a junior. And the day he broke up with this girl, I remember being in chemistry class. <laughs> he texted me, like, just broke up with her. And I literally was like, I remember this perfectly. I was like, oh my God, so sorry to hear that. Here if you need anything. And I like sent him a heart. <laughs> here if you need the pussy baby yeah that's whenever anyone's like i'm here if you need to talk it's like pretty much saying like i'm wide open for you literally like i was like here if you need anything and he was like oh i actually do need something and i was like oh my god what and he was like do you want to take me home from school today he literally lived like like he walked to school like i didn't like he didn't need a ride home so i was like oh my god yeah (laughs) so, so i offered to take him home i remember like going to his locker to like meet him there before we walked out of school and we saw like his recent ex-girlfriend that you just broke up with and like her best friend and they like scoffed at us they were like of course <laughs> it was like an expected thing so mm-hmm. I remember taking him home and I was like so excited that she was gonna be like yep I broke up with her now I want you like I broke up with her for you now we can be together mm-hmm. I took him home and remember before he got out I expected us to like kiss or like yeah. something or mm-hmm. to him to say something but he left and then we were kind of texting afterwards and he knew I sounded disappointed or maybe I like said something like are we gonna hang out again or like what the heck like you just got out or whatever yeah like he knew I was disappointed and I remember him telling me Hannah I can't just kiss you now like I just got out of a relationship like we can't just be together pretty much what I was talking about with how I met your mother like I can't be with you right now like I just got out of a relationship Uh, but like we'll see and kind of just leaving me there open-ended yeah yeah I was thinking back on this and I would do the same thing too even before this when I was a sophomore and he was a freshman I had a boyfriend and I remember telling my best friend I talked to this guy more than my own boyfriend like practically emotionally cheating but like whatever (laughs) so (laughs) I would talk to this one guy more And I remember being at my best friend's house one day, and I don't think this is like a feature on iPhones anymore. I don't know. But it used to be a thing where if you slid all the way over on your home screen, you could see who you text most recent. Like it would be their contact name on top, and it would be like your top four of who you text the most recently. And his name would always be like before my boyfriend or like before my best friend. So I remember one day like showing her look, I talked to him the most. And like, I think I was happy in my relationship. I don't fucking know. I guess not happy enough, but, (laughs) but I remember like still kind of leaving him there as like, okay, if this ends, I have him and him like waiting around only because I was with someone else. Like it was never a situation of like both of us being single and fully free and then being like, okay, yes, let's finally be together. And when you did, like you weren't together together like you just there was always a reason not to like put aside everyone and everything else and be together like it was always someone else who we were waiting around for and yeah I was kind of like thinking about this whole thing and I was like why the fuck is that like obviously I was in high school and you're young and whatever but I kind of was thinking like when that person you want is not giving you affection or like putting energy into you you start to doubt yourself and you want to chase after them. And once they reciprocate those feelings, then your self-worth comes back. So like once you're validated a little bit, 
then you're like, now I'm up. Like now I'm feeling good about myself. But when they're not giving you attention back, you're like, fuck, I suck. Like I'm not good enough for them. So you like keep chasing them until they're like, no, you are good enough now. Like you're placing your self-worth into someone else's hands. Hasn't that like been my struggle that I've been like verbal about to you this past semester with guys, specifically this one guy that I will talk about soon that I've had the chase with? Yeah, I fully thought of that and then was like, that's Taylor's issue. And we kind of like talked about it on the last episode a little bit because I think I said like, and I'm not like blaming you for having this issue, like whatever, you're a human, but you've never like struggled with this until the guy that you're about to talk about. And like, that is the issue is that like all of a sudden, like I've always known Taylor to be like, fuck whatever anyone else thinks of me. Like I know I'm worthy and whatever. And like, if this guy doesn't want me, like who cares? Like I'll find someone next. Like that's always been Taylor's mentality until this guy she's going to talk about. Right. Suddenly Taylor's doubting herself. Suddenly Taylor's like, okay, at this moment he doesn't like me. So am I not good enough? And so it, take it away, Taylor. Yeah. And it wasn't until like physical validation because the first yeah. thing I'm going to start with is like the, like how long this has been with this person, because you said like yours was high school. Mine was the equivalent of like of the length of high school. It's been four years since me and yeah. this like <laughs> friends with benefits. We know him from hot girl summer. Yes. And unfortunately- <laughs> he- he is he's in a many episodes. <laughs> he's a regular on this fucking show. Even um, if we don't announce it's him, it's him. <laughs> correct. Correct. Him is like capital H now. It's like just yeah. this guy. It's not God. It's just him. He's actually yeah. the devil. Anyway, yeah. basically my situation shift started with him senior year of high school and we're now seniors in college and just concluding this new year in December did I like verbally like mentally commit to just like not entertaining him anymore because you know I was making a list of things of to leave behind in 2021 and he was on it and you're like you're probably thinking like how could you place a guy that's not even your ex that you've never even dated on a new year's resolution list to leave behind in the past it's like well sometimes the ones that you don't even date fuck you up the most (laughs) yeah So this has kind of been going on since senior year of high school, and it wasn't until New Year's Eve, we were ringing in 2019. This is like really, I don't even know what the timeline is. That was the first time we kissed, and that was like a semester's worth of college. We were kind of away for a while. We kind of got back together, and that's an important date because that was like the only first time we've ever like kissed. Other than that, we would just like see each other in places, say hi, be flirty, like text, sex, all that like good stuff. But it wasn't until we kissed that I started feeling some sort of like longing to be like validated from him, which is exactly what you were saying. And um, sometimes like when you're experiencing the chase or you're the one on the hook, the validation can sometimes come like emotionally. But for this, it started like physically. And it kind of because like I didn't have really strings attached and I feel like it's escalated with him into him being the chase not exactly the situation of like chasing guys because I wasn't doing this with anyone else Mm -hmm. but I soon like kind of quickly realized that I was putting more into it than he was in terms of just 
being available for him anytime I was home because he stayed home relatively and like went to school there, but I went away. So anytime we talked or met up, it was when I came home. I would let him know when I was there, like almost immediately. Like he'd be the first person I would like text or just, you know, slyly do like a Snapchat with like the town like filter on it. So sly. Right. So sly. So <laughs> sneaky and cute. Love that. Love that for me. So mysterious. Who am I? Um, but after that kind of like turning point of like us kissing, I was like, okay, I can go away to school and like still be with other people, but I'm going to always like have him on the hook. And that was the intention at first. Yeah. And then since then, like the pandemic happened, like just a few months or no, what year am I in? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're in the future. (laughs) (laughs) The whole like year went by of 2019. I don't think we were very like, we were probably like on off Snapchatting, but we never really like saw each other much over the summer. Or if we did, nothing happened. Then 2020, the pandemic happened. And I like also did not see him at all really that year. We talked off and on. So you can imagine like going almost two years without having any sort of other physical experience with him. Something kept drawing me to him. And that's when it kind of started escalating into this like validation sense of like, I thought it was just physical, but I think at this point it was emotional because it was him wanting me. And like he, I feel like historically is somebody who has wanted me for like longer periods of time than some guy at school that I'd hook up with like for a month. You know, it was like this, like I placed like the significance of time on him and our situationship. So then finally, you know, as you guys have heard, like we hooked up summer of 2021 and I feel like I was waiting so long for it but was also so disappointed by it because after the fact I didn't feel fulfilled like physically from the sex I just felt fulfilled like egotistically not even emotionally it was like I knew that like he can keep me on that hook for as long as he wants I can keep him on that hook but regardless of like when it happens or how it happens, it's us. And it's just us. And that night when that happened, it sounds so cheesy because not only like a few months after did I like maybe think I had feelings for him, but it was like nothing else mattered in that moment. And that's like how heavy of like a pull I feel like he had on me. Yeah. And vice versa. Then the rest of the summer went by, nothing happened. And he, I don't think I told this story on the podcast yet. It's not much of a story, but he essentially came to me, which was a first, to the city, and um, we hooked up then. And it was obviously, like, very kind of new and, like, secretive to be in, like, a different place. Secretive to me. She tried to hide it. (laughs) I know. I really didn't tell you for, like, a hot minute. (laughs) But it it was very almost like it felt like it was on my terms now because it was, like, on my turf and, like he's coming in and like out of the millions of people that he could be like at the club swiping on like tinder to get with like he texts me to hook up like that's when I was like all right this still isn't over yeah hook up again and it's still not like physically fulfilling so at this point I'm like what is it like I need to pin down 
what the actual fuck like keeps bringing me back to him. And obviously I've, I've, I'm not stupid and oblivious. I've known it for so long. I just don't know if I've ever been able to like admit it because I told him, I was like, maybe I have feelings for him. Maybe that's what keeps drawing me back. But it's really like the small, tiny, like minuscule Mm -hmm. moments and the hints of validation that I've received Mm -hmm. from him that have snowballed into this like big desire and craving for more and like the last time like we had sex like I told Hannah boys are stupid but like I feel like he's not uh, stupid to the fact that like this is a chase and that we do have each other on a hook because he was like kissing me on the nose and on the forehead like coupley romantic shit that you do with somebody that you know you don't do with someone that you just like hook up with and so that was like really intentional and I would do it right back to him Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like me now like realizing okay it's the validation it's the small like tiny moments of like receiving that and then like being on that high horse and then it quickly fading and it's almost like a drug like you need to somehow do everything in your power to keep it in the back of your pocket so when it happens again you know how rewarding it will feel and then it was kind of like a reflective moment of like I'm giving this person like a hundred percent by chasing them, but I feel like they've only given me 50. And I Mm. feel like that wasn't the case in the beginning. I feel like it was 50, 50 because I was like with other guys and, you know, I, I really wasn't always just dropping things for him, like in the beginning, because we weren't really doing anything, but after hooking up twice and after having like that kind of moment where he was like, you know, in my city, it was kind of like a, all right, well, let me like put more effort into this maybe. So I went home a few weeks after and, you know, hit him up and he ignored me. And then, you know, kind of this big thing happened where he might've been with somebody else. And it was kind of just like this. Might've, he was. Right. Correct. (laughs) It was just this like ball drop of like, all right, I don't even know if this is an issue of like, the chase anymore it's kind of gotten larger into like what Hannah was saying about how I'm seeking yeah not even call it validation at this point it's like self-worth and like self-love from somebody else where I should just be finding it within myself the way that I've done the past 18 years but the past three and four of knowing him it hasn't been like that and I just feel like it's come to a point where yeah it's, it's just the chase has just escalated into this huge egotistical self-image issue yeah I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like why him yeah obviously he's feeding your ego he's like building you up at points and then tearing you down super quickly Mm -hmm. but it's like why is it him that has that power over you that's what I'm confused about like is he the only guy that's done that to you that's like destroyed your ego like that where you're like trying to get it back or have you in the past like just to say it bluntly like this isn't a negative thing because this happens to everyone but like have you been rejected before and you're like not phased by it or like are you then still like oh my god I need to have them want me yeah no I've 
fully been rejected before and it's it's something that you know okay like every other person it's stung for like a week and then I get over it because I don't dwell on it and there was never this sort of connection to that person yeah whereas with this guy I kind of connected with him like in the situationship like really fresh after I had my high school relationship that was like a year and a half I got out of it the summer before senior year and then I jumped into that summer and that senior year with a few guys but this guy being one of him so I kind of feel like the connection is because of the timeline he was there from the start of like me being like single again yeah and he was the first one you like got feelings for after that no like that's the thing it's like I've had I had feelings for one other person other than him one summer in college and it was like a f- guy with friends and I think I spoke about this in like another episode it was yeah, like, yeah one of my did. best friends and I I kind of grew feelings for him and it was just an awkward thing where like nothing further happened because of how slow we feel like we needed to take it because we were friends and he also went away at to college so we were also living these other lives that yeah we didn't feel like we needed to like wait (sighs) for the other and with this guy like friends with benefits guy it's like you would take those little moments and build them up to be like greater moments of like oh my god in the future we could be together and sort of like the idea of him yeah like romanticizing being together yeah out of like small moments yes whereas with that other like guy friend that I had feelings for one summer that wasn't the case like we yeah. saw each other every weekend we yeah you know, like every like you know that was certain <sighs> with friends with benefits nothing was ever certain nothing was ever concrete yeah, we might have seen each other out countless of nights, but it was never, it was never like set in stone that like I was like going home with him or vice versa. And so having that like open-ended, like what's going to happen sort of thing excited me. And I think that's what keeps me, kept me so drawn to him. Because with other guys, I'd lock it in. Like, I would talk to them and... Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that reminds me. I told my mom that we were recording, like, this episode about the chase. And she was like, does the chase, like, even happen anymore? Isn't it more just hookup culture, like, if you're not in a relationship? And I was kind of like, yeah, but in terms of hookups, it's not the chase. Like, it's not the chase that we're describing because it starts and ends after you hook up. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing further. Yeah. But with your friends with benefits guy, even though you did have sex, it didn't stop there because there was some sort of feeling and emotions there of like picturing what you guys could be like together. Like it's mm-hmm. more than just sex. Like we're not talking about where you go to a bar and you're being like sarcastic and flirting with someone and kind of like pushing them away even though you want them and then you have sex and then that's it. Like that's not the chase. No. This <laughs> is so much more intense. Yeah. And it's it's like drawn out over such a long period of time that I yeah. feel like like I know I've wasted years on this guy. Luckily like yeah. in most situations it hasn't stopped me from like exploring other options, but it's definitely always been in the back of my mind of like, okay, I, I have this guy right now at the bar that like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go home with, but like, what if friends with benefits like walks in? Like, 
I would probably like depending on the person drop everything to go home with him and like that is when you know you're a simp yeah okay I kind of want to like go back to the point of like it's just not easy and we don't want it to be easy because I didn't even think of this when I was like thinking about this episode because the title is nice guys never win right and I just like as we're talking I'm like well I have a boyfriend right now and I think he's a nice guy but then I'm thinking back to the very start of us and like it was a push and pull Mm -hmm. like immediately when we first started texting I remember him talking to me about another girl and being like don't think you're special because I'm coming to you about this girl (laughs) and like like yeah and I was like immediately that set the tone for like oh fuck like he wants this other girl not me but the way he was texting me was very flirty it was giving me a lot of attention so I was like shit you still clearly care about me in some way maybe not first yeah and then I did the same thing right back to him we started talking and I ended up hooking up with another guy and he was like what the fuck I thought it was (laughs) me and you and then finally we got together so when we got together it was already a feeling of like what I was saying earlier, like, oh my God, we just defied all these odds. Like, I never thought it would be me and you because we were doing this push and pull. Mm-hmm. And like, now we're in a very healthy place. But like, yeah, <laughs> we've had breaks. Like, that was when we were 17. But we've also had like breaks throughout where when we did decide to get back together, it was never a quick, like, yeah, we're just on the same page and everyone's cool. No, it was always a, like, oh my God, we did it. Yeah. Like a huge, like, holy shit, we fucking made it. And like, this is now our reward of getting to be together. So dramatic, but it's so. Yeah. But like, I loved every second of it. Like, even if I was crying about it, it was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm overcoming everything and like winning at like this challenge. Like I'm prevailing sort of thing. Like, yes. And yeah, now we're together and like, now it can be healthy. And I'm sure in other people's situations, it can be healthy, but It didn't start off super simple. Right. And the chase as it progresses with like somebody or like multiple people, it's not like my friend's example of like going on a date that's perfect and then chasing them to see what, because they don't leave you with a what it, like it's never, you never start off on the right foot with the chase and that is what creates the chase and the challenge as a whole yeah wow (laughs) I just feel like I blacked out explaining (laughs) all of that but we don't want to leave you guys just with our fun little challenging stories because you're all experiencing the same shit you're going through the same stuff you're here and our subconscious is here to know how do you get over it the answer is tequila no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but. Killer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I was like on the edge of my seat waiting. No, but I feel like since specifically my situation with friends with benefits and Hannah's been through the fucking ringer with me with this one, I've only really recently been able to take the time and actually take the steps to get over it. Am I fully? No. Have I seen him since I've decided to be over it? No. Am I going to backtrack? Hopefully not, but like emotionally and mentally, maybe. So it's going to be a process, but I never even thought I'd get to the point of understanding how to get myself to that like moment because it's taken me four years to get over this guy. And the one like really big thing that stood out to me as I was like, 
I I remember I was like manifesting with the last new moon of the year and it was all about like leaving what you're so casual (laughs) some people are gonna be like sorry what (laughs) (laughs) just go with me it was just basically like me setting myself up for the new year but not in like an emotionally jarring way because resolutions are hard for a lot of people and they're hard for me so this was a nice like way to make a list of people I wanted not people (laughs) list of things I wanted to leave in 2021 this person was just at the top of it this guy and as I was just not only like creating that list but reflecting on like what else I was leaving but also what else I went through half of this year for me was losing like one friend for sure the other I'm not so sure about but like losing friendships that I really never thought I was going to lose and the entire sort of like thesis I guess you can explain it around the way that I've lost like this one friend specifically is that I was like cutting them off due to effort and Mm -hmm. effort solely where I was giving them 100% but they would only get me like 50 or if Mm -hmm. that so if I wasn't going to let a friend treat me like that why was I going to let a guy treat me like that who I've literally never dated? Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it didn't make sense to me when I like wrote it out on that paper. In my head, I could have all the pros as to why I like this guy and to why I could keep him in my life. And trust me, ladies, you know about that pro and cons list. It's in my notes about this guy. But with the 100% versus the giving 50, it was the exact same situation with him. I was giving 100. I was letting him know when I was home. He was only giving me 50 by letting me, like, know when he wanted to, not even when he was available. It was just completely on his terms, and I felt this sort of power being, like, taken from me, essentially. That is such a great point, because before you started that, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, shit I don't want people listening to be like who are partaking in the chase or leaving someone on the hook to hear the fact that my boyfriend and I eventually got together and got in a good place to be like oh that okay Hannah like eventually it worked out for her so like maybe that could happen to me because I know like girls and just like everyone is like that being like oh my god that could be me and like use that as a reason to keep going Mm -hmm. so I was kind of like am I just like a bad example but then I was thinking Eventually, with my boyfriend and I, the effort did balance out and it eventually both equaled out. And that's why it was able to work. Because if we were still participating in the chase, like that's not going to work as a relationship because it's going to be like, what the fuck? Do I love you more than you love me? Like what? But the guy from high school, there was never a point, even when we were both single, where it evened out and we were like, okay, let's stop this. It was always a game. Like, the game never stopped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're in a situation like that, which I believe, like, you were, Taylor, like, the game never fucking stopping, that's not going to be a positive situation. So let me, like, put you in the hot seat because I feel like at (laughs) times when I was reflecting on the effort thing – And I was like, I feel like there's going to be a time that I need to hold out for that he's going to bump his effort up. I don't know when it's going to be and I don't know how I'm going to get him to get there. But I guess like that was me being so naive because of the game that we were still in. There was no way that that was going to happen. It's like, what can I guess you like really pinpoint in your current relationship? Like, how did you realize like, okay, 
effort is actually going to change on this person's end because like you said you don't want really people listening to kind of be you know waiting out yeah for that hope and that like glimmer of light of them kind of taking the effort because it's easy to fall into that trap of just hoping and waiting I I have it and I don't it's not a a picture perfect answer but here's the honest truth of what happened your answer in one word is confrontation the night he asked me out this again this is back senior year of high school the night he asked me out it was after a school dance all of our friends were at my house we were having a great time but I I don't know why I was on his phone I don't think I was doing anything sketch but I had his phone for some reason and I saw that he snapchatted like an ex-girlfriend or like was currently doing that and this was like when we were both only talking to each other so I was like what the fuck and I remember being like okay this is not what I want and I remember like asking a bunch of my friends being like should I just stop and like a few of them were like, yeah. And then some were like, no, keep trying, whatever. But I was really at my end of like, okay, I'm all in for you. What the fuck is this? And I confronted him really being like pissed about it. Being like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I was removing myself from the hook. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be an option. I'm not going to have you be talking to someone else and me being second guessing myself and letting you control how I feel about myself. I was pissed. And I don't remember the exact details now because it was so long ago, but I remember having like a three hour conversation and me really making sure like, okay, this can't happen again. Like I don't want to be with someone like who's talking to other people and him getting to the point of being like, yeah, like, I don't want to make you feel like that. I'm not going to do this anymore. Like I'm ending that. And I'm like ending it with everyone and us coming to a realization that we just want each other. And then he asked me out and I know it's like, wow, what a great way to start off your relationship, but that's how it went. And that's what I feel like it needed. Because if I just let him still talk to that girl or like, didn't make a scene of it, maybe like shit could have been bad. Mm -hmm. But I'm not like purposely trying to throw it back to you. But like, that's something me and you have talked about with your situation. Like your friends with benefits guy. You've always been like, it's not a situation where I can confront him and ask him. Yeah, because I think like for me, when it comes to developing feelings for someone, I'm such like, I don't, physical touch is not my love language with friendships and families, but it is with romantic settings as well as quality time. And so back in that summer fling I had with that other guy friend who I did develop feelings for, we were seeing each other every week. And that was a really key point of like me seeing him with our friends, my friends together at home, you know, home from college. Like I kind of like saw him for the first time in like a different light. Whereas with this friends with benefits, we only saw each other to hook up and to mm. drink and go out. We never like had a normal time where we were casually like hanging out. Yeah, I just don't think like we spent enough time together in any situation other than yeah. like hooking up to get to that point. And I was going to say that like that makes a lot of sense with that confrontational piece because as hard as that is, I feel like, you know, us girls have a pretty good like idea and like self-realization, you know, skill to like hone down on like, okay, is it time to be confrontational? Because like for me, it wasn't, but for maybe someone else listening, like 
it might be and that might be like the straw that breaks the camel's back or it might be like the piece of the puzzle that like gets you you know to where you need it to be yeah I guess it depends too on like what do you want out of it like I clearly wanted a relationship out of it maybe some people don't want that so the confrontation isn't necessary but also that might leave you just waiting even more which is probably even worse and you know what I think I did much more waiting than I needed to and I kind of like realized what I deserve and like I understood that like going back to him was not what I deserved and like I needed to understand that like having that recognition but still acting on this shitty person who's treating me poorly I was doing myself a disservice and I was disrespecting myself by going back to them and like I was not raised to put myself in situations that were like questioning my self-worth and my self-love and my respect for myself and so that's when I also had to like snap back and be like all right you're feeding into it and you are now disrespecting yourself and making yourself feel bad yeah so I feel like it either ends in two scenarios it's either like my situation that I'm talking about where yeah you see this person could actually be a relationship and you have to have that confrontation to figure out if the effort will balance out or your situation where it's like okay I don't want the relationship part and now I'm just simply choosing myself like this chase is making me feel worse about myself and so now I'm ending it yep in both scenarios the chase has to end at some point yeah so I guess if you're listening maybe think about which path you want to go down. Are you like, okay, I actually want this to turn into a healthy relationship. That's one scenario that's going to happen or you're going to walk out of it by yourself. Right. And honestly, you need to take back the power and make that decision either in communication with them or in your own head because half the shit I put myself through was waiting for him to make that like step and like cross that line of saying something or doing something that would Mm -hmm. give me that hint of like what that was but I never got that and if I did it was like the whole mixed signals and like I should be taking those as a no sort of thing so I needed to put myself in the driver's seat Yes. Figure out what you want. I think we've talked about that on other episodes of like, it's not just about if the guy likes you or wants you or finds you desirable. Like you also have to like them. So no matter what signals he's throwing at you, step back and be like, do you even like this person? Do you even want this person to continue to be a character in your life? Like, yeah. Think about that because maybe you solely just are needing validation and you can get that from yourself or from other places. Exactly. Like, really think if you want this person in your life because they probably suck. Yeah. Yeah. Nine <laughs> out of 10 times they do. Okay. And <laughs> nine out of 10 times you don't suck. So choose yourself first. Oh, that was cute. <laughs> okay. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I feel like after we end this, Taylor's going to say to me, wow, that really went in a deeper direction than I thought. <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that if you did please give us a five stars on apple podcasts and if you didn't enjoy just exit out (laughs) don't do anything don't click (laughs) anything and please follow us on instagram at authorized antics and with that we will see you tuesdays baby Woo!